0: Hi, my name is Liz Worth, and you are listening to the Life of Tarot podcast, where we talk to people who make tarot and divination a part of their everyday lives. All right, welcome to the podcast today. I am so excited to have Victoria Maxwell, also known as Vix, who is the creator of New Age Hipster. And the author of Witch Please, Empowerment and Enlightenment for the Modern Mystic, as well as Manifest Your Dreams. Vix has also published two Oracle decks and is a best selling young adult fiction author of the Santulsa series, which we're going to talk about today, among other things too. Uh, Vix, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. I've wanted to, uh, to chat with you about your writing for so long and also all of your other work too, because you're very much a multidisciplinary practitioner. And I know that people who have spiritual businesses, sometimes we focus on one thing, right? And my focus tends to mainly be on tarot, but I know that you do so many other things and you have your writing as well. And I know that you're not alone in that. I'm I'm an author too, and I know there are a lot of artistic creative people in the spiritual industry who are building businesses and <laughs> working with clientele, but also trying to maintain an artistic practice. And it's a lot of work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> thinking about like all the things that I'm interested in and all the things that I post about. And like, yeah. so it's a lot of different, a lot of different things. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what came first for you? Was it, were you more drawn to writing or art or were you more drawn to a spiritual path? What was the first entry point for you in terms of um, some kind of aspiration?
1: Mm, I love this question. I've always been kind of spiritual. Um, ever since I was a kid, I was, you know, the classic kid who would hang out in the backyard and make potions and like, <laughs> have this like, you know, this fantasy world of like, oh, fairies, you know, all this stuff, fantasy, you know, in in uh, in commas there but so I was always really interested in the magical the mystical and that kind of continued through high school when I got interested in witchcraft and divination and all of that kind of stuff so it's my spiritual practice and beliefs have always kind of been there they've always been a part of my of my life um but I never ever ever thought that I would do something like professional with that like that always to me just felt like well that's like my belief system and that's like my thing that kind of you know supports me in this life and grounds me and helps me make sense of the world essentially Um, so yeah and uh i had a lot of different careers and a lot of different jobs and i eventually kind of fell into teaching high school and i was working as a high school english teacher for a while and that kind of really helped to kind of awaken this idea within me that like maybe i could write a book (laughs) i started reading like um a lot of the students at that time were reading twilight so i was like okay i'm gonna read what the kids are reading just to you know kind of stay like hip and cool and see what you know stay connected to them and stay relevant and whatever um and i read twilight and um, I know that a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about Twilight, but I loved it, and part of the reason I loved it was that it was such a great story. But it wasn't really amazingly written, and it made me think, "Wow, maybe I could write. Like, maybe I could write a book. You know, maybe I don't have to be the best writer to write to write a novel." And so I kind of started around that time to start dabbling with some different writings some different projects um i wrote a couple of books that are probably never going to see the light of day and that's all good and then i started to write the first book in the tulsa saga which is um the first book's called Class of 1983 and it's basically a time travel romance there's like witches there's magic elements <laughs> there's like all this stuff going on anyway this girl goes back in time to 1983 and she explores um this idea of you know something that we talk about a lot in in tarot and divination this idea of you know fate versus free will and if you go back in time like you can't really you know like has it already already happened um so that's kind of like the whole the whole kind of vibe of that book so I was writing that book long before I ever thought about doing tarot professionally at all um and then I kind of got to a point in teaching where I was just getting really burnt out and i felt like you know like writing had kind of started to become the big dream like i wanted to be an author i wanted to be the next stephanie meyer like that was the (laughs) that was the dream that was the plan and then i was like oh how am i gonna like make this happen and so when i started my spiritual business the real intention behind that for me at the time was like maybe i can make just a little bit of money just enough money doing a few readings that i can really make a go of my of my fiction work and as you know and as a lot of people listening to this probably know like sometimes your your plans don't kind of work out how you think, how you think they're going to and new age hipster just kind of took on a life of its own and i never expected um, that I would be published with Harper Collins with my witchy books, like that was something that I like, never kind of never consciously tried to manifest that or make that happen, um, so yeah, so now i 'm kind of at this really interesting place where it 's like well i 'm still writing fiction and i 'm still doing this, but nobody knows me for that. Um, well, a few people know me for that, but you know it 's like yeah it 's this really, really interesting place, so back to your original question. Um, the spirituality has always been there and the creative aspect's always been there. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like shifted and changed and evolved into this really interesting place where, um, you know, now I'm trying to figure out how to, how to do both, which I think a lot of us are. Mm -hmm. That was a really long answer. No, it's
0: great. (laughs) It's great. It, it leads into so many other questions. Um, you know, I, I think, you, you hit on something that I'm I'm curious about, which is that, you know, you were writing first and you have these books, but you have this business that's kind of taken over in terms of its presence, right? And, and, and I think this is something that, um, that I've noticed tends to be common in this industry is that a lot of us become known more as practitioners than we are for our art, but we start businesses to be able to support our art right? Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden you're known for yeah, for for tarot or having a really great spiritual Instagram account or all these things that people really love and resonate with and um and then you post something about a book that you've written and they're like you're an author too and <laughs> and it's hard. I think one of the challenges and I let me know if you if you find this but I think one of the challenges is that when you're building a business marketing has to be so specific now especially with the way social media works and email marketing works if you're writing newsletters and things where you really have to be focused on um one topic right you really have to be present in your category and in that niche and then the things that your potential customers resonate with otherwise you don't have a business um and but it it also makes it really hard to promote yourself as an artist right because you can't it, the way The way these things work right now, and I think the way um, it's like, I don't know if this is the right term, but it's it's like the science of marketing, right? The way the science of marketing works is that it it favors people who, uh, yeah, who are very consistent and specific in what they talk about. So it's hard to hold space for both because really you could put yourself in the position of having to build a whole other presence at the same level just to promote your work as an artist. And that becomes really hard because we only have so much time and business takes up a lot of creative energy already.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I've, um, I've definitely like, I've tried at times to do that. And I do actually have like another online presence that is really fiction based. Um, I have an Instagram that's Victoria Maxwell author that I started years and years and years ago it's had like three different names Um, and that was always just like I like I, I really felt like I need this space like I need this space where I can just talk about my creative stuff with people who might not even be interested in the, in the tarot and the spiritual stuff. So I've got like this, this little community over there that, you know, doesn't really care. Like they don't care about my new deck or whatever. They couldn't care less, but they just, you you know, they want to know, Oh, what's the next fiction thing that you're working on. So I do kind of have those two spaces, but I agree with you that it's really hard to like build your community and your presence in more than one place <laughs> <Like> it's really <laughs> challenging and i've had people say to me before like business coaches and um you know mentors and stuff say like you can't do that you just have to put it all in one place but then when you do put it all in one place it's it can be confusing for people because yeah. like you said you know they see a post about your fiction and they're like what like what is this and they won't even know it's you they might just scroll past it or they might just be like huh? i'm not really interested in this i'm gonna unfollow this account so there's like so many things to think about when you're trying to work out how to best
0: share your creative work with the world. Yeah, and it's it's hard too, I think, because just having a presence these days takes so much time, right, for anything. You know, it, if you have... A spiritual business and you have to be posting a certain number of times per week to stay on you know yeah to stay present mm-hmm. right and if you don't do that then everybody else is posting so you just kind of you know you can easily disappear right so you have to be consistent um and you know I know like I'm on your mailing list I know you're really consistent with your newsletter and that's a lot of work too right to send out a weekly newsletter and to make something thoughtful and intentional and smart that resonates with people it's not you know it's not like you're just sitting there kind of typing away at random right there's there's a lot that's going into everything that you're putting out and then to think about having to do that twice over <laughs> yeah. it's a lot when all you want to do is write and so you're already creating all of this content all the time and showing up in all these ways and it squeezes out all of the time that you could be using just to write another book right
1: Mm, yeah absolutely i think it's such a um yeah it's a challenge <laughs> like yeah. it's really it really really is a challenge and I, like i've noticed so many times um and i feel like i've kind of even just like in the last couple of months i feel like i've gotten a lot better with it but i feel like there are kind of um there's times where i feel like i have the balance and I'm like, okay, I'm I am making time to to be creative, and I am doing this, and this feels really good. And then there's like other times where I'll go for months and months and months without even writing anything fiction related because I just get so like focused on well, I got to do this and I got to do that, and like all the stuff that's happening with New Age Hipster, and then it just kind of the creative stuff goes on the on the back burner, and I think that happens for so many of us, whether you're running a business or you're just trying to you know keep your keep your day job or whatever your your family looking after your family you know whatever you're doing it's like the creative stuff so often I'll do that if I've got time you know like if I if I can find some time I'll put that in but now I'm kind of trying to um trying to realize that actually like you have to make the time you know like you have to you have to look at your you know if you if you want to I for for me I feel like the best thing I can do is to look at my schedule for the week ahead and be like, okay, these are put in all the things that need to get done for a New a chipster, and then put in some little blocks here and there that's like, I'm going to spend, you know, Friday afternoon writing. And then that has to be non-negotiable. Otherwise, the, I'll find something else to do. I'll find something else to post on Instagram or a reel to-do or, you know, I'll make another video, you know, whatever. Like you can always find more things to do for your business, right? So, yeah. Yeah, that's been really helpful for me (laughs) to just kind of um, make it a little bit more Mm non-negotiable.
0: Reminds me of something, I was reading a book by Julia Cameron earlier this year, and um, she, she wrote about how creating working on your art and creating actually supports the rest of your life and if you start to look at it that way then it becomes easier to make that space so if you say if I write today then it's going to make my work and my business better tomorrow Mm -hmm. then it it starts to become a way to really honor that time but it is so hard right yeah it's still it's still a hard thing to do yeah I resonate with that so much because I really do
1: notice the difference in how I feel like if I'm if I'm being creative if I'm taking time and even just like a couple of hours a week or something like that just to sit and like write my write my little stories I feel like I'm a better person like I feel more like myself which I think a lot of creative people feel like that because when we're creating like that is kind of the time when you know this is my thing this is what I'm what i'm here to do you know and i think part part of the thing that um business owners struggle with too and like i've done this so many times is like you get interested in something and you have to monetize it (laughs) like this has to be part of my job this has to make money otherwise it's not worthwhile um and i feel like that's something that i've kind of been um really thinking about a lot too with my fiction is like maybe it's not about making money maybe it's just about the work and maybe it's just about the joy that it brings me and hopefully the joy that it'll bring a few other people at least when it's out in the world if, it's, mm-hmm. if it goes out into the world
0: yeah yeah I think that's you know the money the money thing is always an interesting conundrum because um it you know when you start a business and this is something that I underestimated when I became self-employed, but, you know, when I started my tarot business, I was really inspired by how much response I got over time. Right. And I started to question all of my creative work for a while, because I thought, you know, my, why am I putting so much effort into this when it seems like the universe is showing me that this other path is so much more supportive. Right. And you think that it's, spiritual people we have to be careful too and we start to tell ourselves these stories or get these ideas where it seems like all of the signs are pointing in one direction but you're right you know there could be other reasons why the art is also important
1: yeah yeah oh my gosh I resonate (laughs) resonate (laughs)
0: because
1: I have um like when I first when I finished my first novel and it was actually before I think before i started new age Chipster, it was around the same time and i started to um send it to agents like i started to send off all my all my staff and like try to get an agent and everything and it was so like soul destroying like it was i mean i can't i keep i keep going but anyway it was really like just rejection after rejection after rejection and um i think i actually sent that manuscript manuscript out to like a hundred different agents and publishers and i got a couple of people who were interested one person was like oh If you rewrite the whole thing we might be interested (laughs) i was like okay (laughs) okay maybe not um it was like a couple of little bites that made me think oh my gosh you know maybe it is gonna happen and then it didn't happen and so i tried so hard to um to make that to make that happen and in the end i decided to just self-publish it because i was like well i i believe in this story like i believe in this story so much that i feel like it needs to be out in the world and maybe the reach isn't going to be as big as i would like but there's got to be somebody out there that that is going to, to resonate with this book. So I did so I self-published it. And people people did like it, which was really, really cool. Um, but when it came to like my first spiritual book, which Please, um, that all happened because HarperCollins sent me an email one day and they were like, Hey, would you like to write a <laughs> would you like to write a spiritual book for us? And I was like, Okay. And it just was such a completely different experience, you know, of just like It literally like dropped into my inbox that opportunity like I didn't um didn't really go look at I mean I was kind of in that space of oh yeah maybe I'd like to write a spiritual book but I'm not sure what it will be or how I'll do it or if I'll you know like will it be self-published whatever um but the fact that that was like that felt so easy I had exactly the same kind of feeling around that that you that you just spoke about of like well I'm obviously supposed to be doing this and maybe I'm not supposed to be doing
0: writing fiction because it just seems so hard (laughs) right yeah yeah it's so easy to get caught up in these this kind of binary thinking of like okay I'll choose this and not this and I'll do this and not that because it's yeah again I think when you start to look at like well what what is the universe trying to tell me? It's easy to, to fall into these, these patterns of wanting to just pick one category over the other. But then I think about what, you know, we deal with when we talk to clients, right? And how these are the types of questions that people bring to us as practitioners as well. And someone was like, well, what do I tell someone if if you know their reading was saying, like, no, you should keep writing? And they had these same questions. Um, and and so I think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think sometimes we also have to learn how to take the advice that we might give to someone else, right? And our advice would would often be like, "No, no, let's let's see how can we make this work for you, right?" We'd want to encourage our clients to pursue what makes them happy. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. I've had some really interesting um, readings, like when I've gone to different readers and psychics to kind of ask them, "Oh, what do you see in mm-hmm. this?" Um, and I've had so many people kind of just tell me, um, that I should give up, (laughs) that I should like, you know, oh, your fiction's not going to do anything. So, you know, focus on the spiritual stuff. And whenever I kind of hear that message, I just like, like, it feels so uncomfortable to me. Like it feels so like no (laughs) like maybe i'm not gonna maybe my fiction isn't going to be like maybe i'm not gonna be the next stephanie meyer but just because you're not gonna be the next stephanie meyer does that mean that you shouldn't write or that you shouldn't create I, i just i feel like creating is such a part of like the human experience for so many of us you know it's like that's what we're here to do to express ourselves and to create and make something that um you know can maybe reach the heart of somebody else it's like such a beautiful thing and if we're like well it's not worth doing if I'm not going to make a million bucks doing it it's like really but I get you because it is hard and I think um you know you do have to find a way to support yourself because at times it can feel very much like the energy exchange is totally out of whack because you're like working so hard and you're like creating all this stuff and whether it's writing or music or you know whatever it is and you're like oh i'm gonna put it out into the world and then you put it out there and it's like okay (laughs) like a few people have really enjoyed this but now what you know like what do i do next and um i always like to to sit in that space and i kind of so many times again I think a lot of creatives can relate to this but so many times I've just been like maybe that was it like maybe that's all the fiction I've had within me and maybe I'm not supposed to do it and maybe I've done what I needed to do and that's okay and it's over and it's done and I fin- I'm, I quit and I'm gonna go focus on something else and then like a couple of weeks or months later, you're like, oh, I've got an idea for a new book. <laughs> I'm going to sit down and write this because this might be fun. This might be something. Um, yeah, that's how it kind of feels to me. It's like this thing that I can't like I can't not do it, you know, even. Um, yeah, it just feels like so feels so important, even though it's, um, you know, not reaching the world in the way that my spiritual work is yet. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you think um or do you feel that your spiritual work and your spiritual path keeps you very creatively open? Do you feel like you're more receptive to inspiration because of the work you've done for yourself?
1: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um I'm working on a book right now that feels like it's just writing itself and actually the third book in the San saga I kind of had this feeling like I didn't even really remember writing it I don't know if you felt like that too yeah. written fiction it's like the first book felt like such a slog to me because it was like my first full novel that I actually wrote the whole book and I completed it and edited you know did the whole thing was like actually took me like nearly 10 years between sitting down with the idea and now it's out on Amazon Um, And the second book was like, was easier, but the third book just kind of felt like it was just there, like it just kind of happened, like it just kind of came through and, and yeah, now I kind of don't have a memory of like how did that actually happen uh, and the book that i'm working on now just the idea just came to me like the characters were fully developed the story was fully developed i knew exactly what was going to happen where it was going to go there's still as i'm writing there's still surprises and there's new twists and turns that i'm uncovering which is really cool but it was it felt like i just received like the you know here it is. Here's the idea. And then I was like, oh, I've really got to just sit down and move this through me, otherwise, I don't know what's gonna, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. Like I have to <laughs> shift this. Like I have to use this, um, use this energy and this um, I don't know what you want to call it. People call it downloads, codes, whatever. Um, but it was like, I have to, I've received this for a reason, you know, now I have to do something with it. I have to kind of put it into physical form and put it out into the world even if it's just for three people <laughs> to read it you know it's just like uh, just it felt um, feels so easy in that way sometimes sometimes but yeah de- mm-hmm. I definitely feel like the spiritual work that I do um, I just kind of have this sense that you know it's really opened it's opened my higher chakras so I can download these kind of um divine ideas but I also feel like it's opened me up in a way where I have um you know more empathy for people I can tell people's stories with more empathy and I can see different sides of you know why is this character so horrible and it's like you know all of these things that I feel like I'm just kind of um yeah in a in a much better place to be able to kind of yeah, express myself through um through fiction because of the the spiritual stuff
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think, too, that having developed your intuition helps you to trust in the way that you're writing and the way that you're bringing an idea forward? Like when you talk about feeling it's like a channel it still comes fairly unformed right it's you have to make it tangible and that can be a scary feeling right you're really like moving and taking this leap of faith with uh with an idea to commit your time to it
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah because it's like it's an interesting this most recent book's been really interesting because although it feels like it's come in fully formed it's kind of like i guess it's it's like the seed right and when you think about a seed you think oh that's just a seed and if I plant it it will grow into a tree but in the seed is the tree right so it's kind of like that download is the seed that if I water it and nurture it it will grow into into the tree you know it's not like it's just the book (laughs) Um, and you know I'm I love when I, I love a bit of channeling but you know I have a lot of mixed feelings about it but um I don't feel like I'm channeling the book in the sense that there's like a a spirit guide in in my ear telling me exactly everything I have to write you know like I really do feel like it's coming from me as my human self as well as that you know divine um divine inspiration but yeah it's a really um it's a really interesting process and I don't think I answered your question what was your question
0: Uh, if, if having, having developed your intuition, uh, is something that helps you along the way when you're writing or when you're, when you're just saying like, yeah, I'm going to go with this idea that I'm, mm. that I'm getting. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really good practice for intuition too. Like I always say to people, um, you know, like if you're not sure that it's your intuition, like follow it and see what, follow it and see what happens. Mm. You know, I kind of, um, I always say to people like, you know, think about it logically, like if it's not going to cause any harm to you or or other people and you get this idea and you think it might be your intuition, take a step towards it and see and see what happens. And sometimes I do that with my um, with creative work and I have like so many manuscripts that are like in bits and, you know, ideas for this thing that never really became anything. Maybe I'll go back to it one day. I don't know. but when I get an idea, when I get something and I feel like, oh, maybe this could be something, I like to sit with it for a little while and see if it becomes something or not. <laughs> and If it doesn't, then that's okay. And sometimes we have to go through that, that process as well to kind of realize, oh, okay, that wasn't the path, but to get where you Where you needed to go or to get a little bit of writing practice in or whatever and i feel like that's very much the same as what i like to do in all areas of life and in business too right like you get an idea for a new offering or a workshop or class or something and you think oh yeah i think this is gonna be really good and you put it out there (laughs) it's like i you know but i really felt like this was my intuition telling me to do this so why isn't this working out um and usually later you realize you know why it didn't or what you were supposed to do instead and it's and it's all good um but yeah i definitely feel like um intuition is so important but i like i've learned that it's better to think that everything's your intuition (laughs) than to think nothing is you know i think so many of us get into that place where we're like oh i'm not getting anything i don't know what to do so i'll just sit here and do nothing it's like why don't you just take a step in one direction and see what happens and if it turns out not to be the best direction at least you're already walking you can turn around and go a different Mm. a different way yeah
0: I love that advice. Yeah. Curiosity, right? It's so, it's so important. And I think it's, yeah, it's something that does differentiate people between taking an action and not a lot of the time, because yeah, you do have to be curious enough to give something a try. And I also think with business and with creativity, you need to respond to ideas that are coming to you just sometimes to um start flexing that muscle and sending a message whether it's to you know to yourself or to the universe or whatever your philosophy or belief system is you know sometimes you also have to say like hey yeah i am responsive keep sending me ideas i don't think i could work with that one but send me something else and let's see what what's happening right let's see what i can do with the next one
1: yeah i love that so much and i know um Elizabeth Gilbert talks about that in Big Magic mm-hmm. of like the I, I loved when she I can't remember exactly what she said but it's like the ideas are kind of out there floating around and if you're going to grab onto one of them then you know try to make it try to do something with it <laughs> otherwise someone else might someone else might take it and it might end up being their might end up being their story um so yeah it's like well will try, try it see is this my story is this my is this my creative work? Is this my business? Or is it, you know, maybe it's not for me, try it out. Okay. That didn't work. I'm going to put it back up there and maybe someone else can find it and make it work for them.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you think you'd be writing about if you didn't have an interest and a dedication in, magic and spirituality because these things seem to have such a big influence on your writing currently
1: yeah oh that's such a good question um I don't know because I kind of really feel like and I didn't realize at first like when I was writing my first novel I didn't realize how metaphysical and woo-woo it was going to get like I just really I've always just been really into the '80s. I, I kind of say to people, sometimes I didn't write the novel because I wanted to be a writer. I just wanted to go back in time. <laughs> like I just wanted to time travel and like go into this little world of like, you know, it's like, this is my story of like, you know, I want to run away and go, um, she goes through this, there's this portal in her school in like this old book storage room. She goes in there in there to get a book and she comes out and it's 1983 it's like, I want that to happen. <laughs> like, I want to go back to Um, So, you know, it was very much like a kind of a healing journey for me of like, you know, what would that be like? And what would happen? And would all my problems go away if I went back in time? <laughs> um, so yeah, and then it kind of started to take on this more metaphysical element when I started to think about, well, what happens if you go back in time? Like, are you just on this course of like, you know, was it, were you always supposed to go back in time? Did you already exist back in time? Um, and then in the second book, I kind of go into this whole thing of like different timelines, you know, like diff- making different choices and what happens. Um, and then there's like these witches who are the ones that created the portal in the, the book room. And it's just kind of like, where is all this stuff coming from? This is like kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it wasn't, I didn't intend for it to be this Kind of comment on destiny versus free will, but it kind of went that way. Um, and then my second book that I'm um, is finished and that I'm trying to get an agent for at the moment is about a ghost.
0: <laughs> and then
1: the third the third book I'm writing um, also has like a metaphysical elements to it. But I think that's just something that I've always been interested in, and I don't think that I can. I can separate the two because my spiritual path and my spiritual beliefs is so much a part of like how I see the world that if I'm going to write a story about how I see the world, um, I just don't think it could not have magical elements in it. Like I wouldn't even know how to write that book, I don't think. Um, And there's a couple that I kind of started writing um, that that weren't like kind of magical realism but even then i had like you know someone's mom was a tarot reader and so like it was like all these characters coming in that were like oh okay um so yeah what would i be writing about i i don't know i don't feel like i could write about anything else
0: yeah yeah how about you with your with your fiction like what's what's your answer to that question i don't know you know i used to I used to think that I was an experimental writer. Um, but then I, you know, I realized after a while, I mean, when I was writing a vampire novel, I realized like, I'm like, I think I am actually a horror writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I used to think I was trying to be an experimental writer, I think, because I also was writing poetry and I was, I, I was trying to fit myself into a more literary space with my writing. um, but then yeah, one day I was just like, you know what? Like, yeah, I love writing about weird things, right? Just strange things that happen. And I think, you know, and for me, I, I've always uh I've always been around people who have experiences. You know, my mom, I grew up with my mom telling me stories about a haunted house that she lived in. And um, you know, my grandmother was really both my grandmothers are very spiritual people and they they saw meaning in in things that other people might not have noticed. And so I was always surrounded by these individuals who were seeing things in a different way. And um, I think that it that very much influenced my perception of things, where in in my worldview, there could just be a ghost standing on the corner right now. And maybe that person that just passed you by on the street and, street and brushed your shoulder isn't really alive. I don't know, right? Who knows? Um, <laughs> these are things that I think about. And I think that the world is a strange place. And I think there are a lot of things that Sometimes happen and you really can't explain them. And I've had uh, many experiences over time where I was like, I I, I can't explain that. No matter how many times I, I try to figure out what went on there, um, and so yeah, I, I think for me, I'm always pulling in those things, and and I think that um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it would be really hard to just write something where there wasn't some kind of oddity happening on the side or some kind of supernatural component or um yeah some kind of brush with another world yeah 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 Yeah. it's such an interesting question I've never really thought about it before but it's like
1: it's um having you ask me that's helped me realize that it's not just that oh I'm a bit woo-woo so I write metaphysical fiction it's like that's how I see the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I experience the world. So how could I, you know, write what you know? <laughs> it's go yeah. and time travel, because that's how my brain works. And that's how I, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, when you look back at the history of occultism, there's, there's a, a long tradition of people who were artists, but also practitioners, yeah. right? Like Dion Fortune wrote novels, but she also wrote a lot of metaphysical texts that are still in print and still referenced. Alistair Crowley wrote novels as well, but also wrote a lot of metaphysical texts and uh, created a, a tarot deck. You know, there's all these things that can sort of trace back uh, with other people, right? Regardless of whether we agree with what some of those individuals have said or or what they wrote about at the time, um, you know, those are just a couple of examples, right? But I think more modern ones are people like Genesis Peoridge, who was in Psychic TV and Throbbing Gristle. And, um, you know, they created all this music and all of these experiential rituals but uh also wrote a lot of uh really you know really interesting occult texts as well so um yeah i mean there there is a crossover there but i I think sometimes what happens is that from the outside i think there's a there's an idea in the mainstream that things like like tarot and witchcraft and other forms of divination other forms of magic and alternative spirituality i think people see these things as anti-intellectual and so they have sometimes there's a disconnect there as well where people don't expect that a tarot reader is also going to be an author
1: yeah it's such a mm-hmm. um it's such a good point <laughs> yeah it's such a good point point. Mm, and i think that's one like one thing you know one thing that i was like really worried about for a long time too was like i didn't want to be a spiritual author because i didn't want people to put me in a box you know like i didn't want um yeah i kind of like really wanted to like keep these two worlds separate and there's been times where i've thought i need to get rid of all the new age and stuff if i want to be a serious author like, if I really want people to take me seriously as a, as a fiction author, I can't also be doing the spiritual stuff. But I just felt like the universe wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no, sorry, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, it's crossed my mind so many times, you know, like I have to pick one. Like, I can't be these two things otherwise one of them is always gonna it's always gonna suffer but i feel like i have kind of moved moved through that thinking a little bit you know since then and it's like well you know i just kind of feel like i'm at this space now where well, i just kind of show up for whatever i <laughs> show up for whatever whatever i'm guided to do whether it's a make a, a weird oracle deck or write a, a fiction book about some other weird thing it's like you know, there's this umbrella of like, Hey, I'm doing some weird stuff over here that not everybody is, you know, going to be interested in, but that's okay. Cause we really, um, I feel like we really need more people who are just kind of doing weird stuff. I don't know if you feel that too, but you know how there's this whole thing now on like all these streaming services. It's like, if your TV show doesn't get enough views in the first week, it gets canceled. And it's Mm -hmm. like, but what about all the weirdos that like this stuff that's not going to get that many, you know, you're not going to get that many views in the first week, but it could end up becoming like a cult classic, you know, with the community that really, really vibes with it. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I love a lot of mainstream stuff too, but I'm, um, you know, my business is called New Age Hipster because I've always been like not really that into the mainstream like i've always wanted to kind of whether it's spiritual practices that no one's ever heard of and it's like oh i've never heard of that i want to practice that um yeah it's just kind of like that's why i think it's really important for people like us to be doing their the creative work because maybe it won't be for everybody but maybe it'll be the best thing that like someone you know one person has ever ever read or ever experienced
0: Mm-hmm. yeah what you're talking about reminds me too of rachel pollock right rachel you know she had tarot deck and uh wrote you know was really i think in in this community is really known for her tarot work and but she also wrote sci- fantasy and sci-fi novels and won awards for some of that writing and uh, is just and had created so many other things outside of tarot right so I think um you know she's a, another more more modern example of uh of people who um have done both successfully but yeah I don't always know how much of those two worlds crossed over for her either right um but I know she was very, was a very prolific person uh and um you know, we're lucky that she had such a great output, right? Because there's so many things that she expressed, but yeah, I, I think, um, you know, sometimes even in the spiritual community, it's hard, it's even hard just to stand out for what you're doing here. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, um, I, I think that there, you know, there's always a way to hold on to multiple passions. Um, but it's, it's about, I think, setting the intention to find a way to make it work. Right. I think someone like Rachel obviously found a way to make it work and, um, yeah, I I don't think it's impossible. I think it's just like, I think it's just being consistent with both maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think like one thing for me too, that's helped is like accepting that there might be times where I'm more, um, creative with my fiction stuff and times where I'm focused a lot more on my business and that's okay too as long as Mm -hmm. I you know check in with myself and ask myself you know what's happening right now like am I not giving myself the space to write fiction or am I just taking a break from that Mm -hmm. you know sometimes that's okay too like if you're, you know, as business owners, it's like sometimes you just have to really be focused on on your business and making sure that, you know, your business is working so that you can pay your bills and everything. And then, you know, at other times it's like, I have a little bit more space. I can, you know, sit and do do this other stuff without um, feeling like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get food on the table or whatever? So yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's just like a constant cycle of self-reflection and like what do I want to do am I doing it because um you know am I not doing fiction because I need a break and I'm don't have anything to say right now or am I not doing it because I'm not giving myself permission or space or time to do it
0: mm-hmm. yeah such a good distinction and and I also think too an important one when it comes to the practicality because so, I know I have I have friends who think that I you know when you're self-employed you can just do whatever you want right yeah. and I always like eh. <laughs> I I don't know if my schedule reflects that belief exactly, but, um, yeah, it's, it's true. You can't, you know, I think as soon as you start taking your eyes off your business too much, then, uh, you start to, to notice that that has a negative impact a lot of the time. So, yeah, you can't just kind of take off for months at a time to work on a novel as lovely as that would be. Um, and you also have people to serve, right? I think when you, you know, you've chosen a path of service, uh, as a practitioner, and so if, you know, what's the point, right? What's the point of making that choice if you're not willing and able to show up? But it sometimes contradicts the feeling of being an artist because artists I think have to be somewhat selfish with their time too, right? And that might also be why there's this, this, this conflict here of like how, yeah, how can I still have that and have this time for myself without feeling guilty about it, right? Without feeling like I'm withholding something that I could be giving to someone else. It's, I think that's also a challenge. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like for me, like fiction, writing fiction is so much um, about like filling my own cup first mm. that we always talk about. Just thinking about like the AF yeah. pops into mind. It's like, even though it's, um, you know, our creative work can go into the world and it can help and it can serve and support others, it kind of has to come from that place of giving yourself the time to to sit in that space. And like, I need to just fill that cup, you know, with all of these writing sessions <laughs> that I'm doing. And then hopefully I'll get to the point where ah oh, now I have it to share, to share with the world. Yeah. Mm. yeah it is. Um, yeah. It's such a, such an interesting, interesting thing. Cause I kind of feel like, well, if I could just write and I didn't run my business as well, I feel like I could just kind of, oh, what do I feel like doing today? <laughs> you know, like you could fully be in that flow of like the creative flow. Uh, but even then, you know, I know so many people who have that experience and they're in that creative flow and they don't get anything done. <laughs> so just like, oh, I don't really feel like writing today. I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm <laughs> just going to like, you know, it, just go and like people watch or whatever is inspiration for my work. And then it's like six months have passed. And it's like, have you written a word? Oh, no, but I'm, you know, preparing for that. <laughs> preparing for the moment when I'll sit down at the at the typewriter and write something um so yeah I think that sometimes we think of creativity as like it's really unstructured and it's just like oh you just go with the flow and you just do what you feel like um but for me I have to create the container and I have to say I'm gonna write on Friday afternoon (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so that I can sit down and actually do it and like and get it done and I think I think we think as well. about spirituality and all the metaphysical stuff in that way. A lot of the time where it's like, Oh, just check in with your intuition and do what you feel like doing. But there's also, you know, you've got to get stuff done, whether you're writing a, writing a book or, um, you know, running a business, it's like giving yourself those boundaries and those containers and, um, making sure that you can make it happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's so easy for time to just pass and it will pass yeah yeah <laughs> yes um well this has been amazing thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today and for sharing all of this um there's so many great nuggets of wisdom in here um how can people find you and your books
1: uh yeah so the best way to find me and um like everything is to just go to my website which is newagehipster.co or you can just type newagehipster into google and you'll find me pretty easily from there Um, and then on my website you'll find links to all of my books and my fiction books as well Um, I also have a website called victoriamaxwellauthor.com which is a little bit more focused on the fiction stuff Um, and I have I have a blog on there that I haven't updated for like two years but there's like some blogs about writing and fiction and creativity and stuff like that on there as well so yeah that's the that's the best way to find me new age tips or google
0: search amazing thank you again um it's been great to chat with you and thank you to everyone who has tuned in for this episode today my name is Liz Worth, and you can find me at lizworth.com vix thanks again for being here thank you
1: thank you so much
0: You've been listening to the Life of Tarot podcast hosted by Liz Worth. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more about tarot, please join me over at my website at lizworth.com. Thanks again and hope to talk to you again soon.